Welcome to the Teach Me Lit podcast. I'm Sophie Tuvey and I love talking about books and helping you to revise for English literature and go deeper in the texts you're studying. This podcast is about Arthur Miller's A View from the Bridge. Today I'm going to reflect on how the character of Catherine is important to the play as a whole. Catherine is the attractive 17-year-old niece of Eddie and Beatrice, and she very much becomes the catalyst for the tragic events that occur in the play. She represents youth and freedom in a post-war America, but also the limitations on women's lives. When she falls in love with Rodolfo, Eddie is forced to confront the reality of his illicit desire for Catherine, which brings about his tragic downfall as he betrays his community. Then he's killed by his own knife. Catherine is essential to the play as embodying Eddie's hamasha, which is the Greek word for his fatal flaw. Now, from the very first scene of the play, Catherine causes conflict. As Eddie comes home from work, she's the one greeting him, not his wife Beatrice, and showing off her new skirt. Eddie instantly takes issue with it. I'm telling you, you're walking wavy. He says... I don't like the looks they're giving you in the candy store. The heads are turning like windmills. Clearly, Catherine's skirt and heels represent her growing sexuality and awareness of her own power over men. Eddie dislikes the idea of other men looking at her, indicating a possessiveness that stems from his jealousy, hidden under an acceptable motive of looking after her. Katie, I promised your mother on her deathbed. Catherine's big news in this opening scene is that she's been offered a job and Beatrice is enthusiastic for her to accept it. But Eddie's protesting against it. Why didn't you ask me before you take a job? He's afraid of losing control and authority over her and attempts to exert a patriarchal authority by demanding that she has his permission before accepting a job and insists the job isn't good enough for her. I don't like that neighbourhood over there. As a longshoreman who's always been in the same place, Eddie and perhaps Beatrice too, recognise that Catherine has potential that they don't. They impose their own frustrated dreams or ambitions upon her. She represents the potential of youth that they no longer have and the opportunities offered to young women in a post-war culture where increasingly they were working and becoming more independent. Now, at the start of the play, Catherine respects Eddie's authority and is keen to please him and that's shown by her body language you know she lowers her eyes when she sees that he doesn't like the idea of her getting the job but the arrival of Rodolfo and their mutual attraction empowers Catherine to begin pushing the boundaries which Eddie has set she goes out to the cinema with Rodolfo leaving Eddie waiting around for them to come home Rodolfo makes her aware of the wider world and tells her of his travels to Africa working on a fishing boat. She says to Eddie, and I was never even in Staten Island, an area of New York just half an hour's drive from Red Hook. Catherine clearly begins to resent the way she's been restricted and that decisions have been made for her. Eddie even says in reply, you didn't miss nothing, but that isn't the point. He's treated Catherine like a baby. Both he and Beatrice frequently call her this pet name. She starts to assert her own independence, which is why Eddie, as the tragic hero, is thrown into crisis. His security and identity 
have depended on the external signs of respect he receives from Beatrice and Catherine, the two women in his household. In being replaced by Rodolfo in Catherine's affections, Eddie is reminded of his own ageing and changing role in society. While Beatrice spends most of the play consistently being frustrated with Eddie, Catherine moves from being naive and unaware of the conflict she causes between them to being made aware of her own sexuality, then to assert her own desires, even though they contradict Eddie's wishes for her. This is shown dramatically at the end of Act 1, where Eddie challenges Rodolfo for staying out till 12 with Catherine. She responds by putting paper doll on the gramophone and asking Rodolfo to dance. She is flushed with revolt and clearly showing that she doesn't care about Eddie's disapproval. He retaliates by trying to teach Rodolfo boxing, a thinly veiled threat which ends in him actually hitting him. Then Marco retaliates by raising the chair, which is a visual symbol of the impending threat of violence at the end of the act. This sequence of events was actually started by Catherine's dancing, a seemingly harmless suggestion, but it shows that Catherine is the catalyst for disastrous consequences. In Act 2, Catherine arguably initiates her sexual encounter with Rodolfo by saying, teach me, to him when they're alone in the house. She also refuses to stay when Eddie casts Rodolfo out, having discovered them. I'm not going to be a baby anymore, she exclaims. He silences her, this is Eddie now, by kissing her. She strives to free herself and shows that she's no longer going to be a passive agent. And when Eddie then kisses Rodolfo, she tears at his face. Later on in the play, she tells Eddie, I'm going to get married, and is no longer asking for his permission or even approval. When he questions, you never knew no other fella, she says, I don't want nobody else. But a real turning point is when she realises that Eddie has betrayed Rodolfo and Marco to the Immigration Bureau. She reacts in horror and fury. And when the wedding day arrives and Eddie gives Beatrice an ultimatum, he's going to come here and apologise to me or nobody from this house is going into that church today. Now, if that's more to you than I am, then go, but don't come back. She says, who the hell do you think you are? Where Beatrice tries to pacify Eddie, Catherine fights back against what she now sees as his unreasonable demands. You got no more right to tell nobody nothing. She even calls Eddie this rat which shows the way he has fallen from a place of respect at the beginning of the play to this cursed position within the community. While Catherine contrasts with Beatrice in her defiance of Eddie and provides a foil to Beatrice's character, showing the potential which Beatrice never had, she arguably exchanges one patriarchal authority for another. Rodolfo never gives her assurance that he isn't after citizenship. He flatly refuses to marry her if it means going back to Italy. While Catherine and Rodolfo seem happier than Beatrice and Eddie, and we witness the sexual consummation of their relationship, whereas we know Beatrice and Eddie haven't been together for months, this could arguably be due to the fact their relationship is new and untested. In fact, perhaps they are a picture of what Beatrice and Eddie used to be before age and jealousy destroyed their relationship. 
In this sense, Catherine functions both as a catalyst in the play for Eddie's downfall and a symbolic representation of youth and sexuality. In this way, she could even be seen as a facet of Eddie's own character, his lost sexual vitality or the energy of his youth and past. Catherine's loyalty to Rodolfo indicates the path Eddie should have chosen, and she ends the play with a future ahead of her, whereas Eddie and Beatrice are exiled and Eddie's death signifies a bleak future for Beatrice, who's never worked and depended on him all her life. Catherine may be deceived in Rodolfo's motives, but the ambiguity surrounding this leaves the audience to draw their own conclusions for what her future holds. At least the evidence of Catherine revolting against Eddie's authority gives us hope that if Rodolfo turned out to be using her, she would be able to assert her own authority once more to secure her own independence. If you've enjoyed this podcast and found it helpful, please hit subscribe and share it with a friend. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Just search for Teach Me Lit. I'm always open to requests, so if you want me to talk about a text you're studying, get in touch. Thank you for listening. See you next time on the Teach Me Lit podcast.